0: And here we are with another Ed interview. I have M. Curtis McCoy with us today, and uh, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to glad to be out here from Colorado. Really short and sweet uh, little trip. Now you flew out. Yes, sir. Okay, beats walking. Yeah. Or the wagon. <laughs>
1: Especially on crutches.
0: I know, huh? <laughs> so, now, my name is F. Ed Knutson, and, and F is for Frank. Uh, now, it's M. Curtis McCoy. What is the M for?
1: The uh, M is for my first name, but...
0: You don't want to tell Okay. No, I a,
1: it's Matthew. I've already gone by Curtis, but... That's cool. I was going to ask you what the F was. for. Yeah, you. Frank.
0: Well, I'll, I'll be frank with you. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I was adopted, and my parents didn't like Frank so much. They could add a middle name, which they did. And so they called me Edward. My mom had a, a brother that passed away named Edward. And so wow. I'm the one that lived. I'm the Edward that lived. Now, you weren't born a Christian. So how did you come to Christ?
1: I oh. made the decision to be baptized at a church camp in Cedar Ridge, Colorado, when I was 13.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Um, I've always known God was watching out for me. And, um, even while battling cancer and Caesars and medical issues, I um, felt like God always had my best, my best interest in mind. and I know he can see, see all of eternity where we just kind of see the sliver, sliver yeah. of time we're in right now. So. You just
0: see a glimpse, don't we? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you came to Christ, uh, and during that time you were in high school, you said, was your family supportive of your life in Christ?
1: That's a good question. My family is very supportive. Um, if you've got friends and family that aren't, that don't support what you believe in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that can be very difficult. mm my relationship grows with Christ, I'm a bit more protective now over who I let into in, my circle.
0: Good, yeah. Um,
1: the family that I'm around now is, is great. Very supportive, yes.
0: Now, uh, did you ever have a prodigal time? Like I know I did. I went in the Marine Corps and I went way out. Did you have anything like that in your life?
1: I did. Yeah, there was. Um, Any of, of us who've been Christian for a while, like you said, have mm-hmm. probably gone through that. I followed a path where we that we didn't want to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a time when I was younger when I was very angri- angry angry. Mm. Um, I didn't deal well with confrontation and made it a point to teach people a lesson.
0: oh okay.
1: Um, grew up in a in a very rough household. okay and uh, so I kind of made it my I thought it was my your duty, my duty to, <laughs> to teach other guys. <laughs> You know, if, if a guy was picking on another kid in school, or something like that, okay,
0: uh, I'll like show that, you. <laughs> yeah, go yeah.
1: overboard on. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Uh,
1: trying to trying to teach that guy what I thought was right at the time. Um, There's situations where I reacted to confrontation aware that I regret now. Okay, I wasn't being a g- good example and not helping anyone by putting myself in that situation. Yeah, I hang around people that do things that you don't believe in, result in a lifestyle that that lifestyle rubs off on you.
0: Yeah. So now, you came back to Christ. uh, He had open arms. And uh, so, uh, about what age were you then when you finally really decided that you should just stay with Christ?
1: That was, uh, through college, I was kind of uh, not living the way that I would have liked to. Okay.
0: And then after college, you came back to Christ. Cool. I've had a couple
1: times when, Not as much the prodigal times, but
0: where
1: things really made me closer to him, with like being diagnosed with brain cancer Mm -hmm. and stuff, where I'm I'm going. I know God is here. I know this is this is my only hope. My only.
0: only, Well, praise the 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 Lord. So So now that sounds like an obstacle, or as they say in the movie, "Old Brother," where aren't there? There's -hmm. certain certain obstacles in life. Uh, uh, Was that the first major? A uh, medical incident you had was the brain cancer. Tell us about that.
1: Uh, I've had a few major challenges with medical stuff. I'm uh, a type 1 diabetes since I was 27 months old. Grand oh mal seizures.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Days,
1: sometimes multiple times a week. Um, malignant glioblastoma brain cancer. Mm. Was given 60 days to live.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: 60 to 90, depending on which doctor. Yeah. The oncologist told us. Um, Hit a motorcycle accident, mm. and recently a mountain biking accident that left me in the hospital for 24 days. And, yeah,
0: uh, I remember that. As
1: you saw today, I came in on crutches. You did heal up very fast and feeling good. But
0: well, you're a go getter. I know that. Now, talk about some of the time recovering from your health issues. Uh, I seem to remember maybe maybe the story isn't correct in my mind, but. Uh, you were told that you didn't have much time to live, and that, was there a story, was that you that I read about how uh, your mom or somebody said that, hey, why don't you start a business?
1: Yeah, so we, I had, uh, when I was diagnosed with brain cancer, I was up in Denver, I owned a couple of, I owned a cosmetic medical laser franchise. Okay. A Christian clothing company. Neat. Um, company di- di- distributing uh, white label pharmaceuticals. Okay. So we had a making good money and had all the friends in the world, mm. um, I could call any, you know, any any time of the night. Send out a text to six hundred people, and wow, a whole bunch you. of people would show up at the nightclub or at the MMA fight or whatever. Okay. we Okay, yeah. Um, and the day that I checked into the hospital, um, or yeah, when I was when I was getting out of the hospital and figured out that I was not going to be able to drive alone, or or not gonna be able to drive or live alone, or um, stay in Denver anymore. Mm. I sent out a text to that same group of friends and saying, "I need a couple of people to come help me move, need whatever," and there was not a single response. Really? So that was a pretty good one that uh, mm. that made me realize back then that you kind of have to pick your friends um, based on yeah, earn your friends and don't yeah. don't just let everybody that wants to hang out because of the so they
0: would right. be what they call fair weather friends, huh? Yeah. yeah. So that was a difficult time during that recovery, but now what was this about starting uh, the business, this best cellular? Okay. Um, was that during that time period?
1: Which you'll notice I look at my notes a lot. That's period.
0: fine. I'm looking at mine. Okay. <laughs> That's okay.
1: I was gonna go back on that last question. Okay, go ahead. Um, you're asking about recovering from, the, from yeah. the health issues. Okay. Oh, so the one thing I was going to mention on that is, um, at the time, we had a lot of friends and family, and you know, our church friends and other okay. the people who were that weren't in the circle of the MMA fighting or the mm-hmm. the athletic friends. We had a whole bunch of church friends and family friends and family praying. Um, one thing that I thought about a lot, my mom had pointed out, was Matthew eighteen nineteen again, truly, I tell you that if, if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's something that gave me a lot of strength and comfort in that time, knowing that there were hundreds yeah. of people that were praying. And, and,
0: right, and especially mom. Yeah. Moms always are praying, huh? Yeah. Well, that was good. Okay, so you had support and that was, uh, that was important. Because yeah, I did skip a question. I think that in there, about uh, mentioned in one of your videos how you'd allowed yourself to be disrespected at work. Is that what you were talking about a moment ago? Tell us how you overcame that.
1: That's a that's a different different deal. Is just growing up in the rough, okay and stuff. Um, I kind of kind of learned children are to be seen and not heard. Mm. That whole yeah kind of backwards yeah
0: I was told yeah. that a lot too <laughs>
1: um, but now as, as bestseller.com and, and the bestseller retail stores have grown uh, mm. that's my favorite part of the of the entire business is having new employees that come in that maybe have not had any exposure to Christ haven't had a good role model in their life
0: mm. um, good coming into
1: their first or second job and a lot of times don't have a lot of a lot of self confidence.
0: Okay. Yeah. Or
1: the ability when somebody comes in, just being a jerk, they don't know that it's okay to tell them.
0: Social not. skills. Yeah, um, teaching them that.
1: Yeah. So it's that's been my favorite part for sure is letting those employees see that that that's okay to fire a customer or yeah if somebody's rude with them on the phone if they're using profanity right um, that is not okay
0: right the so sometimes the, the people overuse that the customer is always right. And sometimes it's it's worth losing a customer. Absolutely. And, and I, I know I've, I've experienced that here at the radio station several times, but we're going to go forward. Uh, now, you teach employees to watch out for being res- disrespected. That's what we were just talking about. What was the initial seed, though, that thought that led to Best Cellular? Um, That's question number... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So... There there was something that, go ahead.
1: Um, We started the company that became bestcellular.com as a way to offer service on multiple carriers with no contracts, no hidden fees, let customers activate their own phones online in our retail locations, um, and we don't ever hard sell them on a new device. Okay. I had worked in the prepaid industry for a couple of years before that. Oh, okay. And had to go through classes on question redirection.
0: Oh, okay. So for
1: example, when a customer asks you how much this phone is going to be, they're financing a device, locking it into your contract, and you know that you're charging up double. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we decided not to do any of that, and we actually launched the company with with the goal of doing doing stuff the right way. And we've had we've had other companies tell us, you need to offer the financing you need to offer. Mm. So the ma- manipulative type of things. Right. Um, and my mom, in one of the meetings, she's actually our chief marketing officer. Oh, neat. Um, and in one of the meetings, she... Yay, Mom. Yeah.
0: Hey, Mom. Let's <laughs>
1: But she said, uh, if we go out of business by doing the right thing, we were in the wrong business.
0: So oh, wow. That's right.
1: Really stuck with me. I like that a lot.
0: I was just listening to a company called Even Steven, where they're also doing the right thing, and their company has just blown up and done great. So that's great. Doing the right thing helps. And what does Even Steven do? If they're a restaurant that, uh, for every meal that you buy, they give a meal to a homeless person? That's awesome, isn't it? Even Steven. That's I true. thought that was pretty cool. Now, how did you, uh, how in the world, you did it while recovering, but you knew that uh, supposedly, but from these doctors, that you were going to die?
1: So when I was diagnosed with cancer, I had I was having seven to ten grand mal seizures a day. Oh my I goodness! A week. Sorry about that. A week. Okay. Uh, i said before i'd lost the ability the ability to drive or level. right Uh, i lost the cosmetic medical laser franchise that i owned Mm. i lost my pharmaceutical company i lost my christian clothing company and i learned a lot of my closest friends were there because of the money and success Mm. Um, being diagnosed with brain cancer was a huge blessing because it allowed me to learn who my real friends were oh i'll
0: bet yeah
1: Uh, and it taught me to love everyone but keep my inner circle small
0: yeah
1: i was Really not scared of death at all. I know Jesus died for the remission of my sins. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. My only worry was, at that time, was leaving my family behind and knowing how that would impact
0: them. Mm-hmm. That can hurt the hurt hurt the heart right there. Yeah.
1: Um, when I was given the news that I would die soon, I had a good talk with God one night. I told him I would I am ready to die, but I don't want it to take a long long time, and I didn't want my family to suffer. Mm. So
0: very interesting
1: I had some good advice for God that maybe you could let me get hit by a car or oh you know, okay um, part of that may, may have been the, the medicine that they had me on for the yeah. Um but I I thought that I was telling God hey you need to just take me out with a car oh my oh goodness!
0: and uh, wow
1: but he, I'm glad he didn't listen to my advice so, yeah and uh, still here today and healed of cancer and
0: there you go. Got, still some minor scar tissue, yeah.
1: so you can see, like with the notes or my sense of direction. There's a few things that are still okay. they still suffer, but I've been able to start multiple businesses and
0: yeah. Um, so you're going with w- with what you've got, and you're going forward now. We're gonna talk about a little bit about best cellular. Uh, there's these letters that I ran across. I have no idea what they mean, but I saw them quite a few times, so I thought I'd ask you about them. What does MVNO mean?
1: So MVNO is the acronym for Mobile Virtual Network Operator. Okay. Or what that means for best cellular customers is we have agreements with the major phone companies such as Verizon, Sprint and T-Mobile. Okay. When a customer activates their phone with Best Cellular service, they are able to use the towers of the major networks.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: but they deal with local American customer service and they aren't there aren't the contracts or hidden fees that there are with many of the larger companies. Okay. Uh, if someone calls calls at 2:30 in the morning, calls the customer service line, it's one of one of us locally. We have got everybody's got a an American,
0: you, or somebody here in, in the United States. Yeah. And you there's have,
1: a good chance it may be me or my mom or one of the, oh, okay. the local employees answering, but it's always somebody that works directly for our company. It's not an outsourced call center.
0: Now do they get a human first or does it go to a, a menu first?
1: It's a human first. Did mm-hmm. you hear
0: that, folks? That's amazing. <laughs> a real human.
1: Yes, yeah, so when they dial the one phone number, it rings all the phones, and whoever okay. answers the phone first oh, okay. wins the race there. And you <laughs> can that customer. So. That's
0: neat. So there's a pride in helping. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Now, so that means that you don't have to go out and uh, if you're gonna come to Vegas and start, uh, you don't have to go, oh, we gotta go build cell towers first and stuff like that. You don't have to do that.
1: Yeah, we don't own any of our towers. It's, we use the same towers as the big ones. Okay.
0: So is that kind of like a reseller of, of their service or no?
1: Not really, There's uh, there are branded resellers. Okay. You could go into a Verizon prepaid store and buy, buy Verizon, where that guy's a reseller. Okay. Using the same brand, but he's just reselling their service. Okay. Um, Best Seller is actually our own company. So okay. we, we've got the billing, but okay. everything is, is handled by Best Seller. Okay. So you're not talking to outsourced.
0: Mm. Okay. service sure
1: Everything's handled in house.
0: That's great because I know. Uh, now I went with Virgin when that was a phone company.
1: It used to be Sprint. Yeah, and yeah, they towers.
0: were using Sprint towers. So, but he. He ended up, I think, selling out anyway because he, I guess he made some money out of it. Made a bunch of money. <laughs> so I'm going to flip this over here. We're we're getting there. Uh, can someone in, in Las Vegas become an affiliate if we have a listener that's that's interested in, in doing that? Have you expanded to this market? Or is that something that possibly may be in the works?
1: That's a great question, Ed. Um, we do have affiliates all over the country. So our affiliates sell bestseller service on their websites Mm. And actually, kkvv.com could be an affiliate if they wanted to. Oh, great. And, um, basically, you simply fill out the affiliate application okay. on bestseller.com forward slash affiliates. Mm-hmm. Add the links to your website after the application is approved. And then every time somebody makes a, a purchase using that link, they'd make a commission on that sale. Okay. So we handle the drop shipping, the activation, all of the technical side of it, and then wow. the, the commission for.
0: So then, we don't have to have somebody at KKBB answering those phones, though.
1: Drop shipping phones or no, but I mean, yeah. for
0: like, if somebody needs customer service, they don't call us, though. No, nope. yeah, they okay. call they
1: call Best Seller directly. Okay,
0: so it's more like a now. Tell me about your motivational speaking because I, that's I think that's how I first found out about you. Uh, I don't remember exactly how because sometimes on Facebook, so much stuff comes at you. But how did you? How did that come to be?
1: Um so i'm just getting started with speaking after i published my first few books i had no desire to speak uh, but i'm getting a lot of opportunities now so Good. i joined toastmasters a local toastmaster right uh, so i'm getting a lot of practice with interviews like this one
0: mm-hmm. yeah i joined toastmasters and then i thought i was gonna uh, do something else and so i haven't gone i haven't have done my first speech yet but i joined about a month or two ago but uh, we're uh, Toastmasters is really good for anybody that's listening. Uh, if you are planning on getting a radio show or doing uh, anything, even if you're already a uh, what do you call people in the in the pulpit, pastor, a preacher, yeah. sometimes they need refreshing, and and they can go do a, a Toastmasters and, and get up there and and learn more. You can concentrate on on the input from those people in Toastmasters really help, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It's very good. So, what is the most important... Oh, you accept speaking engagements. I think I just skipped that one, but you do accept them.
1: I do. I'm actually speaking at Caesars Palace this week. Okay. Um,
0: So, that's what brought you to uh, Vegas as a speaking engagement.
1: Yeah. And we just launched a podcast earlier this week that's available on Apple iTunes. Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Spotify, and other podcast syndication services.
0: Okay. And so, now let's... uh, Let's get a, a website real quick where they could find that link again. Is, is there something shorter? Or? We've got a few. There's the group
1: online. If you just search "success motivation inspiration" in Facebook, okay, that's our group. We've got currently about twenty three thousand
0: know. but
1: it's we're gaining about three hundred members a day.
0: I see that. So it's yeah, been pretty
1: neat. That's just exploding.
0: Well, I'm following that, and I'm I'm part of that. It's just so exciting because uh, it's all yeah. over the world. I see people from countries I've never heard of. I think that's so cool.
1: The radio interview today will actually be available on successmotivationinspiration.com forward slash podcasts. Okay. Uh, Or if they just go to their Apple iPhone or Android, any type of cell phone with with, uh, podcast services, this will be available. Oh,
0: great. Now, what is the uh, your most important suggestion for those that want to be more successful? Not necessarily in speaking, but just successful in their life. Is there is there one key thing?
1: There's a few key things. Okay. Yes.
0: I like that. A few, not just one.
1: <laughs> first, I'd say my first advice would be to pray about it, right? And decide what direction you want to take your life. And if that's the direction that God wants to want you to go, you can. I've done this a lot. Just just driving and pushing away and hammering and cannot make life move forward in a certain area, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you work. Um, and find out that maybe that's not, I, I thought maybe that was the path that I was supposed to be on, but wasn't really listening to God. Mm. So now I'd say, when you when you come up with something that you'd like to do, be sure to pray about it and, and listen for mm. whether that's the correct direction or not. Um, and Then the most important advice I could give someone To improve in almost every part of their life is to start reading or listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. or audiobooks or instructional videos every single day Mm -hmm. and surround yourself with positive influence and intentionally seek out wisdom. Mm -hmm. King Solomon in the Bible did that and that was right. God loved that he that he made it a point to seek wisdom and right and because of that he gained riches and yeah other stuff that he wasn't actually seeking
0: help. Right, that's, that's very important. I know I listen to, uh, as a matter of fact, when I was uh, going up <clears throat> to the mountain yesterday with my dog in the truck, I've got my earphones on and I'm listening to a, a success teacher. And so there's learning a lot. And uh, every day you're getting it into your ears, but also I read the word every night, you know, and I, I actually read a couple of different Bibles. <clears throat> now, do you have one maxim or saying uh, that you'd like to share? Something that that you've come up with over your uh, your time and s- success in speaking, or no certain saying like "just get her done" or not something even more more brilliant than that. I hope. there's there's
1: one that I followed for years okay. as, as a kid reading the bodybuilding magazines and stuff. Okay, um, I don't remember the company, but it said your work ethic is measured in inches, mm. and they were talking about a bodybuilder. That yeah. You can go in the gym and do, you know, the training or exercise or whatever. But you can you can see the guy. There's always one or two guys in the gym that you can tell they have they have devoted their life to making that a success. Wow. Um, and <coughs> so, not not actually related to bodybuilding, but right. you can typically see what somebody's doing with their life by the fruits of their labor.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Jeff
1: Wobig had a had a great chapter about not claiming your victory before you've actually accomplished mm. it. Yeah, um, we, uh, he's a Navy SEAL sniper.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. We
1: interviewed one of the books. Wow, neat. We had some great stuff about that. Where he had said, "When let me pull that up real quick here."
0: Well, it reminds me of a video that's going around this week about, uh, and it shows a bunch of these people that are. Uh, racers and and stuff the one guy's running a race and he, the crowd is cheering and he thinks they're cheering for them he's in the lead yeah and he's ra- waving and this other racer races right past him and wins they were cheering the other guy not him and there's uh, <laughs> they put about a series of like five or seven of those and and it's so true when you just think you're there someone goes right past you and it's like oh and that stinks that's yeah.
1: Oh, so Jeff Wobig's quote that I liked a lot, this was out of one of our reviews, um, he said, sometimes people say fake it until you make it, and I'm okay with that to a certain extent. You can fake it until you make it, but at some point, you're just a fake. Make mm. sure you make it at some point. Mm. I never want to be a fake. I always wanted to be authentic, genuine, and real. Those are some of the goals I have.
0: Right. Yeah, <clears throat> that's very good. One of my favorites, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Zig Ziglar, I was a, remember Zig, he was, oh man, he was always up there in my book. I still listen to some of his stuff. One of my favorites that hit me back years ago when I was in the vacuum cleaner sales business, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And so that's that reaching out and helping, like we did talk about that a little bit earlier. But hey, our time is up, and uh, Curtis, I am going to ask you just a short prayer, and I'll cl- close with a short prayer. Sounds good.
1: Lord, thanks so much for letting us be here today be able to meet talk and get to know each other a little better. And if any of our listeners today are trying to figure out what to do with their life or where to go with it, just please help give them guidance and help them keep their keep their heart open and listen to what you have for their life, Lord.
0: In Jesus' name. Lord, I, I agree. And uh, I thank you for uh, Curtis and the time that he spent with us. Lord, bless him in this uh, healing he's still going through because he's on crutches, Father, but we know that won't be long. And for this speaking engagement, give him strength, power, hope, and and peace in his heart when he goes up there. And uh, the the continuity of mind as he goes through his points that he's well-practiced, well-rehearsed, and that uh, it's a blessing to those who hear him. But Father, bless his business. Uh, bless his mom and family and all those people that are helping him, those wonderful employees that he's helping. Uh, sounds like he's nurturing people instead of just employing them. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, folks, this has been that interview with M. Curtis McCoy. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you, Ed. God bless, brother.
1: Thank you.